I'm Cassandra. And I'm Bailey. And you're listening to Coffee, Spooks, and Murder. La 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 la. La 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 la. Welcome. Welcome, friends. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's uh. We just had our episode drop, so um. This is gonna be. I guess we're in the future right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time they hear this, we're in past tense. Yes. 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 So um. I don't know. Happy Easter, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Future selves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think by the time that this one comes out, I don't even know what episode yeah. we'll be on. No, so. I don't I don't even know. If I if I had a cal- uh, calculator calendar. <laughs> if I had a calendar I could um I could let you guys know, but you'll just have to wait, okay? Yeah. Right now, um we're recording right when episode three. Yeah. Yeah, so three, three has come out. Yeah. Yeah, the Milwaukee Cannibal. Yes, the the famous Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, or I guess the despicable Jeffrey Dahmer. Despicable is the correct word. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it was a depressing episode. It was... Um, it was a sad one. Yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about that. It is, especially with what he made the victims go through. Yeah. And the gruesome... The gruesomeness of the that episode was yeah, exactly. And we didn't even detail. Well, not we. You didn't even detail <laughs> like everything that actually was done to the victims. No, no, no. I think I went through it super fast. Yeah. To, like it was it was because he did the same thing to like most of his victims, mm-hmm. and yeah. so when you get to a certain number, it's like kind of like it's you can't. Yeah. You you eventually start picturing in your hair in your hair. Oh my god. You eventually <laughs> Oh god. Um you eventually start picturing it in your own head. Yeah. Right? Cuz the descriptions can be so much. And if you did, if you were brave enough to google the pictures, yeah. because you can find them <clears throat> on Google, hopefully you did not get nightmares. Yeah, they're it's they're on Google Images. Like yeah. that is like, <laughs> and I'm sure if you go down that rabbit hole, you'd be able to find more graphic. Find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, um, I want to know who's in charge of like what pictures get accepted <laughs> and what don't because that is uh those pictures are pretty graphic and mm-hmm. some images that you Google, there's like a blurred out uh, area. Yeah, but you if see. you go down that rabbit hole, you can find it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go it's on. yeah. It's bad. You can probably go on like Reddit or something. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Reddit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been a long weekend. It has. It yeah. was it was Sean's birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy we, birthday, Sean! Yeah, we celebrated. We mm-hmm. took him out. Well, we took him bowling, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. We had a really good time. Sean had a really good time. We had friends and family, and we had the babies there. We had kids there, and they were mm-hmm. all bowling. And then afterwards, we went out to drink. Unfortunately, Bailey had to stay I, home. She didn't have a babysitter. No, I don't. Uh, my daughter's a, a handful. <laughs> <laughs> she's almost uh, one. Yeah, and she's just getting into everything. She's into everything, but at the same time, I can, like, put Moana on and I can oh, leave I her alone. It. She's I, so good. She's so freaking cute. I just want to squeeze her. She just, like, sits and, like, stares at the TV, and I'm oh. like, uh, I need to clean. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she, like, talks at the same time. Oh, yeah. She goes, ah! <laughs> 
I love her so much. I've, I've, I've had the privilege of babysitting her this morning, and then we got to see her again today. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I love yeah. it. I can't get enough of her. I can't get enough of my nieces and my one nephew that I have. One nephew, yeah. I love them so much. Even the teenager. I love her. Yeah. I just, I just, I love watching them mm-hmm. and I love just seeing how they interact with each other. Yep. Like in total, including my kids, there's seven of them. Yeah. Seven grandkids. Yeah. So that's a lot of kids. And they all, you know, are different age ranges. Like we have teenagers, we've got ones that are under 10, we've got ones that are under five. I yeah. love watching them play with each other and just the way that they, they're talking to each other. Yeah. And my nephew, he's starting to talk a lot more clear now because <laughs> before he wouldn't. Yeah. And he actually calls me Tia Casi now. Yeah. Tia in Spanish means aunt. Yeah. And yes. for the longest time, he used to get me and my sister confused, and he would call me Tia Cindy all the time. And I'm like, no, it's Tia Casi. And now he says it, and he said, oh, <laughs> I love him so much. And there was a TikTok that I sent my brother. I have to show you. It's um this auntie holding the nephew, and he's like, you better not love those other those other aunts and uncles you have. I'm your number one. And I'm like, that's how I feel with him. Yeah, literally. Oh I'm my like, God. I just love him. I just want to bite his face. <laughs> I love all the kids. But yeah, no, so we had a really good time. And yeah, we went out and we mm-hmm. took Sean drinking. And I swear, I felt like the, um, the amount of alcohol that man can drink. He has such a high tolerance. Yeah. And I swear to you, when I laid beside him after we got home, like I was just like putting my head near his shoulder and all I smelt was alcohol yeah and I woke up this morning I woke up at like seven and then I woke up at eight and then I started panicking so I was like oh my god Bailey's coming I gotta watch I gotta watch the baby and I woke up I swear I felt like I was hungover yeah I was the designated driver last night yeah that's so weird and for Sean to have such a high tolerance for someone who doesn't drink that often yeah like maybe like New Year's birthdays. Yeah, he is. Uh, he honestly, he amazes me of how much he can consume mm-hmm. because man, that man <laughs> can drink. And usually, you know, if we're both drinking, you know, we're very responsible. Um, but we have kids that are self sufficient, so you know, we do it. You know, any chance that we get, we do it. But yesterday yeah. was his. Uh, the, yesterday we celebrated his birthday, and I, I was driving, so I wanted to make sure that he had a really good time. And yeah, that guy was taking shots like no tomorrow. <laughs> taking, yeah, and I wasn't even drinking yesterday, and I I, I was ready to fight a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cassie, Cassie, um, she had an exciting evening for a designated driver. She she almost got into a bar fight. She got. Uh, she got asked if she wanted to buy some drugs. Yeah, it was a very eventful <laughs> night. She got called a pussy. <laughs> yeah, we all did. Uh, first of all, we all did. <laughs> because we didn't take uh, street drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a very eventful night. Um, but yeah, you know, we, it was a good weekend. And yeah, mm-hmm. today we had hockey again because my son's in the playoffs in his league. And yeah, it was really good. It was a good weekend. Yeah. And you worked. I worked all weekend, and yep. I got off work. I went bowling. I woke up this morning, went to work, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, I've um, I have a busy few weeks. I like to pack it up so then when Nolo's home, I can take some days off. Oh yeah, but, yeah. You need that quality time, and if you yeah. need a babysitter, just bring them to me. Yes, because I love them. 
yes, I know. We need to go on a, a date night. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are so busy. And I was re- editing some of our episodes, and almost all the episodes we mentioned your job. <laughs> and Bailey is an entrepreneur. Okay, listen. <laughs> the last, like, two or three episodes that we've recorded, I've had the same jobs. <laughs> So that is like three weeks in a row. Very proud of you. Yes. I'm going to make you a medal. Thank you. I'm trying to actually get like a side hustle job. Oh my God. <laughs> so, We're never going to see you. I just want like cash money. You know, I need to join that guy on the street. <laughs> Selling booster. Want a booster? Yeah. No, thanks. Throw a crib sign and drive away. We're like, what the fuck? Where, where are we? We're in, we're in Calgary. Where yeah. the hell is this guy coming from? You don't want to experience that. Yeah. So Bailey, <laughs> my brother, um, Nolo, if you're listening, get your schooling done so Bailey can be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I think if I was a stay-at-home mom, I'd drive myself nuts. My mom just got a wood-burning, um, I don't know, it's like a cricket for wood. Wood burning. <gasps> yeah, and they burn, like, you can burn into it and you can create... Yeah, 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 yeah. My mother-in-law has something like that. Yeah. So she wants to uh, start a business and I won't give away any of her ideas, but um, oh. that's what she wants to do. I am convinced that crayons are the future. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, I have this idea. Okay. It's, it's trademarked, okay? Anyone that tries to steal it, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Okay, maybe we shouldn't put this in the episode so no one steals it. Because <laughs> uh, unless you're going to do it, like, right now, right now, I don't, I don't think we should include that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My business idea. <laughs> business idea, see? To be D. The fact that uh, you want to take it out means it's a good... <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, no, my mom thinks I'm crazy. She's like, no, I just want to burn wood. And I'm like, no, crayons. Create, <laughs> create well the things that we could do. Yeah. <laughs> Take on the crafting world. Have Have you made it onto TikTok soap making yet? I saw one where she was trying to do, like, the Encanto with cactus in it. Okay, yeah. And she was playing it. And it was just so cool how she was trying to do it. It, it didn't work, unfortunately. I, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, so cool. And some of the, like, the soaps that people make, they're, like, they look like they could be edibles. Yeah. And have you seen the ones with candles where they make cereal? <gasps> yes, 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 yes. I was like, what is yeah. this cool thing? I want to buy one. I love the smell of Fruit Loops. Yeah. Fruit Loops, like freshly opened box of Fruit Loops. <laughs> oh my Good. goodness. And I even have a container to keep the um the cereal fresh. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I was like, oh my God. My house could smell like brand new pack of Fruit Loops. Are you talking about the candles or the melties? Candles? Okay, like a normal wick Just candle. a normal wick candle, yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw those with the cereal, because, like, have you seen the ones where they have it, like, in an, a literal bowl? Yeah. Yeah, with, like, a spoon? Yeah. There is, there, I don't know if they're called Melties, but that's what I call them. <laughs> and it's like, I'm naming them. It's like that candle wax that you put in that candle. Oh, it's a, yeah, yeah, and it's like it has a bowl and the flame underneath to burn it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But they have, like... It's, like, shaped like food. Oh, I've never seen those. So you put, like, there's, like, a s'more one. So you put, like, what? the cracker, the marshmallow, and the chocolate, and it melts. And Get out of here. Yeah. People are so inventive. And, yeah, and they have the cereal one, too, where you grab, like, a handful of Fruit Loops, <gasps> and you 
put them in the melty. What? Next time you find a video, you have to send it to me. I will, yes. (laughs) What? That's so crazy. I've never seen that before. I know, right? It's like... Yeah, those are cool. <gasps> Tap into that market with your crayon idea that we did not mention on our podcast. <laughs> All you guys will know is like something about crayons, Bailey's. <laughs> something with crayons. That's it. That's all yeah. you're going to know, everybody. Exactly. Well, I guess we should get to our yeah. recording. <laughs> We're at like our normal mark minus like getting rid of the... Uh, Oh, the, yeah. The, the business editing. deals. Yeah, the business deals. The baby names, mm-hmm. all that. Because, you know. Okay. But, yeah. I have a really good case. Mm. <laughs> I, it's super interesting. When I first saw it, I saw this on a Netflix show called Trial by Media. Oh, yes. I've seen, the com- I've seen commercials for that. Okay. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, it's really good. It's about, like, high-profile cases and how the media might have affected the verdict or the trial or things like that. And, yeah, they do a really good job. Yeah, and I feel like um, media has a lot to do with some high-case profiles. Like, when that Jodi Arias case, for instance, right? A lot, even though she was found guilty and it didn't take that long. But media had a lot. It was like a media frenzy, right? Oh, it was nuts. Yeah. Okay, so I'll start with my sources. So the first one was that docuseries, Trial by Media. Um, It was episode one. The next source I did, it's thecinemaholic.com and then medium.com forward slash crime beat. Oh, I like the slash forward. (laughs) (laughs) Me, I'm like... Dot com. Yeah. There's nothing else. Dot com. Books dot com. <laughs> Books dot Google dot com. Google. Uh, <laughs> Yahoo dot com. That's what the source said. <laughs> Just go on Google, search books, and you'll find it, okay? <laughs> you might have to go through millions of uh, pages. <laughs> Page 100. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> Okay, so this is The Murder of Scott Amador. Ooh. Have you ever heard of him? No. No? Okay, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be more interesting. Okay, got my attention. Okay, so we'll start. Who was Scott? So Scott Amador was born on January 26, 1963 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's my mom's year. Oh, really? 1963, yeah. Oh, this crime happened in 1995. Oh, my, my mom got married that year. Oh, no, my mom had my brother. No. No. He's 97. Yeah, married. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the coincidences and dates. Okay, sorry. Okay, so I couldn't really find much about, like, his childhood and stuff, mm-hmm. but he dropped out of high school and right away he joined the army. So he was in the army for a little bit. At that time, he, he came out as gay, but... Everyone in his family was super supportive of him and like nice. his his brother, he was in the um the trial by media and he was saying like, you know, nobody cared that he was gay, not even his dad. Oh, that's so good to have the supportive family members for that. Yeah. Especially back then. Yeah, like his mm-hmm. whole family, like you could see the news broadcasting and they were all super supportive of him and okay. you could tell like his brother, like loves him a lot oh yeah (laughs) it's yeah so he was in the army but in 1995 he started working as a bartender everyone described him as being a super social guy he met lots of people he was kind and according to his dad he always wanted to be on tv oh okay 
So he wanted to be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. That was one of his, like, dreams. Yeah. Scott loved watching the De- Jenny Jones show. Oh, Jenny Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, shows like that. Like, yeah. He, he loved those ones. And all of his friends knew that about him. Okay. So he liked them shows. He liked them. So the Jenny Jones show is a big part of this. Like a big, big, big part. <laughs> Ooh, I think I know which this one is. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so. <gasps> yes, I do. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Now the Jenny Jones, that's where it got me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. Continue. Um, so next, like TV in the 90s and the Jenny Jones show. show? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't talk. <laughs> um, so the way that the documentary kind of said it was like in the 90s, that's when private things became entertainment. Yes. Um, like there was like the, the Clinton affair. Yeah. And all that's that when stuff. Jerry's like the show Jerry Springer show was like yeah. at its highest and yeah. shows like that mm-hmm. got ratings. And so Jenny Jones was part of that era where if it wasn't like your private, most deepest secrets mm-hmm. being revealed, you don't get views. Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so talk shows were becoming increasingly more popular, and the mm-hmm. more raunchy and trashy they were, the higher ratings. Jerry, Jerry, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. I still watch Steve Volko, so. Oh, yeah, Steve Volko is a, <laughs> yeah. a prodigy of Jerry Springer. Yeah, he was the bodyguard, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. 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 No, I love him. That bald man. Yeah. I love when Very he gets, like, angry. I know. Have you seen the ones where they, it's, like, the COVID versions? Like, because now, because of COVID, right? Because yeah. the show's still going. And same with, like, Murray Popovich. They're, I, when I was homesick with COVID, I was, I've, like, I used to, like, watch Murray all the Murray, time. Yeah. Murray. I loved Classic. it. The, the, you are not the father and yeah. like the, just the overreaction and all that stuff. I loved it. And when we were watching, when I went to go find an episode, mm-hmm. it was the co, it was during COVID. Well, still COVID, yeah. but it was, um, at a time where they couldn't have live audiences. So Steve Wilkos was on and I just finished Murray and then Steve Wilkos came on and he's interviewing them. And you know, when they get like angry at the end of the show, if they do a lie detector test or something mm-hmm. and he's like, you answered this and you failed or whatever. Yeah. So he was trying to get mad at this guy. And I was like, these guys can literally just like hang up on him. Like it's (laughs) it's all COVID. It's not, it doesn't feel the same. That's so weird. So he just calls them. Yeah. So it's all through zoom. So he has like the people on one screen and the other people in another screen. But I feel like people who are on that show, they're like, they're probably there for, yeah. 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 Sorry. Continue. Sorry. (laughs) I had to, I had to mention that because I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, sorry. Okay. (laughs) We digress. (laughs) Um, So the Jenny Jones show was referred to as ambush television um, in order to capture real motions of real people. Um, People's secrets are being broadcasted to millions of people without really knowing what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, This included stories of people revealing their affairs, Mm -hmm. secret babies. um, And in the case of this story, Jenny Jones had a segment revealing your secret crush. Okay, so shit gets real. Yes, so we're gonna talk about the other character because there's always two characters in always murder. two or more. Yes. Um. So this is Jonathan Jonathan Smiths. Um. So I looked, and there's like no information on this guy's life. Really? Like, eh? No. Just kept everything just private. Yeah. Like, I'm. I don't know. Like, maybe I didn't dig deep enough, but I was like, I looked pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um. The only thing I saw was, like, his dad and his grandma 
on in the show were saying like he's a good kid stuff like that Mm -hmm. so at the time of the taping he worked at a restaurant or a bar he was 24 years old and was from michigan he just looks like an ordinary 24 year old in in the 90s like where's the sweaters and like (laughs) in the early (laughs) mid 90s they were still trying to phase out the 80s influence Slash going into that grudge mm-hmm. era. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had the yeah. beard and he the... Really, yeah. He was yeah. pre-grudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, he like we're the same age like that at the time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Or I'm younger than him. Well, you're younger. <laughs> yeah. I'm older. Way older, but... No, way older. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> According to my daughter, I'm really old. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, our oldest daughter, she was saying how old we all looked, and my mom was like, well, how old am I? And she's like, uh, 21. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what am I? She's like, 100. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Kids, no filters. I know. <laughs> She's like, my dad is 17. <laughs> 17 for life. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay. So uh, Scott and Jonathan, they actually met outside of Scott's apartment building in 1995. They had a mutual friend named Donna Riley. And Donna, I forget what it was, but like Donna lived in the same apartment building as Scott or Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And then... Donna was from Michigan. Right. So, like, they, they, she knew both of them. They were mutual friends. Everyone states that Scott was immediately attracted to Jonathan, but he wasn't sure whether or not he was gay or not, too. Mm-hmm. He had asked Donna, who told Scott, that she wasn't entirely sure because she knew that he had only dated women, mm-hmm. but that his parents had asked him if he was gay in the past because he had troubles keeping a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I wrote... He's 24. (laughs) Yeah, he's young. He's probably playing the field, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, are most 24-year-olds, like, able to, like, keep a relationship? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Very few. Yeah, and I'm like, it wasn't the 50s. But um, regardless, though, Scott wanted the opportunity to be with him, and he called the Jenny Jones Show to get on the Secret Crush segment. Oh. Yes. So, Jonathan had received a phone call asking him to be on the Jenny Jones show for the Secret Crush episode. So, what he knew was that someone had a crush on him. Mm -hmm. Um, They explicitly told him that he would come out, um, be on TV, and then find out who has the crush. And that it could be either a woman or a man. Oh, so just keeping them guessing. Yeah. So, they, they, they claim that they made that clear to him. Oh, okay, um, yes. Is this after? Did they say that after um, what happened? Well, we'll get we'll okay. Get we'll into get into, it, into yeah. that. Okay, so yeah. so on March sixth, nineteen ninety five, Donna and Scott were taped on the show. In the intro, uh, Scott again states he doesn't know if Jonathan's gay or not, but thinks he's cute and has always liked him. Mm-hmm. And Jenny kind of like primes the audience. Like she says something along the lines of, "Like you can watch the intro. Mm-hmm. It never, it never went on air. Yeah, but you can, you can watch it." She kind of like goes to the audience and she's like, "Okay, so if you had a secret crush and you didn't know if he was gay or not, would you a ask him in private so you're not embarrassed? B oh. not ask him or C." reveal in front of millions of people like it was like something along those lines so she's basically trying to get the audience involved and invested yeah exactly okay 
Um, sneaky, sneaky Jenny Jones. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> Donna and Scott, they're they're sitting there in those chairs. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan comes out and, and is kind of confused. He doesn't know if it was like Donna or Scott. Right. Seeing two people you know and you're like, what and, is and happening? Yeah. At first he thought it was Donna, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he's... That's what you would think. And then there's like this really weird hug between Scott and Jonathan where like I think that's where it clues in that it's him. <gasps> oh, no. And it was just kind of like wanted to get away. Like it was super... It was like yeah. kind of like a side hug? Yeah. Okay. Well, like um, a like a... Uh, hey. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He has a huge smile on his face. Like, he's super Shining. uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought um, you meant the other gentleman. Oh, no, no, no. I like, was Jonathan, like, oh, he was probably loving it because he's on t- he's on TV that he wanted to be on. Oh, yeah. Like, he he was like. But the other you know, gentleman was probably like. Oh. Yeah. He, he came out. He was smiling. He was, like, covering his face. It, it was, like, not a good smile. It was, like, you could tell immediately he was like super uncomfortable yeah so they sit down and jenny jones is like okay scott like tell the audience what um what you said before and like what what you have planned for him or whatever and Mm. it's like it's weird he's like he's like well i have this big hammock and i want to tie him up and it, it involves whipped cream and like everyone's laughing, right? Oh no, the it just the embarrassment. Yeah. And <gasps> like you can see it in his face. It's like he 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 has like a perma grin on, like oh, trying to hide no. it. Like so right away he declared that he is like he's like I am 100% heterosexual. Like yeah. I am yeah. Like he makes it clear to the audience. Yeah. And it's like awkward, right? Oh no. That, that's, like, the taping, kind of, that they show on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but afterwards, the taping, Donna, John, and Scott, they actually flew home together. And um, they go to a bar back home. All three of them on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But could you just imagine how uncomfortable that plane ride would be? Yeah. Just like, oh, hey, I'm just going to see if they can sit me on the back of the plane. <laughs> you just told me you love me, and I'm not for it. Yeah, well... Could you imagine the girl, She, her being in the middle, too? Yeah, well, she... The thing is, is that when they flew home together, it was, like, amicable. Oh. Like, they were... That's... that. It was like, okay, cool, yeah. we said our piece, sorry, but let's that, just yeah. put it past us. This is, like, one of the things in the cases that are hard to understand, because they okay. did fly home together, and they did... Go to a bar together. Oh, okay. And all the witnesses that saw them saw that they were, you know, fine. Yeah. Like, they were just, ha- like, just being, like, all cool. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like John put out that, you know, he wasn't gay. Yeah. But he was still friends with Scott. Like, that was the vibe oh, that people got. okay, yeah. I would be um, so awkward. If I had a friend who put yeah. me on a show <laughs> oh my God. and then was like, yeah. oh, I'm in love with you. And like just described what they wanted to do to me. And then they're like, I'm in love with you. I'd be like, um, we need to change plane tickets. <laughs> like, I'm flying home with you. Yeah. We're not going to be friends. I'm going to move out of the apartment. Sorry. Like I'm oh. gone. Like I'm out of here. Yeah. Like it would. It would be know. awkward, right? It, yeah. It's just like, I like, I don't know. When you watch it and like the hammock stuff, it's like, okay, maybe he's making a joke. Yeah, but, but it's on live TV too, yeah, right? It's that's the hard thing, right? Like I that's I would be so awkward. I'm awkward just in general with people I don't really know, and then if I like see people I haven't seen in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm super awkward. 
if you put me in that position, I'm 100% going to be awkward as fuck. And I'm yeah. going to be like, I could, wouldn't even be able to look at you. I would be like, yeah. So, no. <laughs> and go to a bar after. Yeah, right. Get out of here. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. John seemed fine and he didn't say anything bad about being on the show. Okay. Um, and then they also went and continued to party over at Donna's house. So the three of them all partied wow, together. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. But, um, yeah. Yes. I'm not awkward. <laughs> or so, I'm awkward. And he's yeah. probably not. But okay. So three days go by after mm-hmm. the taping. So everyone's at home. And Scott had left a note on John's door. And it was, like, mm-hmm. a provocative kind of, like, Oh, no. just, like, advancing on... Or what is it when you... It was, yeah, like, he when was... You pa- what, what's it called when you pass in advance? No. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, he tried making a move. Him. Yeah, he yeah, tried, yeah, he, yeah, he made a move. Yeah, so he wrote a note, and it was, like, it was something along the lines of, you have the tool to turn this off, oh. and it was, like, a piece of a construction light. Oh. And with construction tape, and it put it on John's door for him to find. So witnesses say that this really angered John. Oh, yeah, because he probably was like, I said no, Yeah, and you're still coming at me with it. Yeah. Okay. So it was at that point, um, like, receipts and video cameras proved that John had driven to a bank. He calmly bought a shotgun. Oh, shit. At the store. He had driven over to Scott's house and knocked on the door. They talked a little bit, and John had left, went back to his car, got the shotgun. Oh, damn. Returned to the door and shot Scott. Oh, shit. Immediately after Jonathan left the house, he went to a payphone and called 911. He told the operator that he did it because he was embarrassed on national TV. Oh, shit. So you can listen to the 911 tape as well, and he's crying and, you know. He probably was harboring feelings. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll get into, like. Oh, shit. We'll get into the how his mindset, kind of. Okay. So Scott died in his house. Later... In the trial, Donna stated that the note was actually meant to make John laugh, and oh, it was no. supposed to be funny, not in, like, a hitting-on-him way. Oh, man. Yeah. Bad so, joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have said, I wish you guys would have seen Bailey's face. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. yeah no <laughs> shit, Cassandra, the guy fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is she being sarcastic right now? <laughs> no, that was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Oh my God. It's been a long week, okay? Yeah. <laughs> your face, your face was too much. You just looked at me like. <laughs> My brain is going, like, processing, processing. Like, is, like, is this a, bitch serious? Like, <laughs> was that a joke or shit? <laughs> For oh note, I was being serious. <laughs> so at the trial, um, this is this is when, like, media was crazy. Like, Oh, they ran they, with it. Yeah, the judge allowed it to be filmed. Oh, on court TV. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the defense's point of view was that John was humiliated and the 
the joke or the note was the breaking point and that he was feeling trapped by Scott. At the trial, John was also diagnosed with bipolar depression, suicidal thoughts. His dad actually admitted on the stand that he had belted him when he was a kid. Oh, shit. And he had Graves' disease. So I had to Google what that is. It's a hyperthyroidism. It has, like, physical effects, but the psychiatric manifestations include mood and anxiety disorder and sometimes cognitive dysfunction. Shit. So that's uh that's the defense's point of view is that he had all these is he had all these these things that are happening in his life privately yeah. that no one knew about. And then it also came out that John's dad was really homophobic. Oh shit. And it made made it clear to John that he was humiliated from John being on the show and so oh, should he be. Oh no. So that's kind of like cuz I was like 3 days like and going to a bar together. But yeah, then, like, you were cool, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. now you're... Just hate the guy. Yeah, like, uh, what I think is he probably went and saw his dad, and his mm-hmm. dad made him feel like shit, right? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you should be ashamed, you should be... Yeah. Oh, man, love is love, man. Yeah. That's so sad. And back then, to be gay was such a taboo thing, and mm-hmm. it's not... It's not as is. It wasn't as accepted. Like when we were growing up in the nineties, being gay wasn't a topic to talk about. Yeah. And you know, as the years go by, we have learned to accept people for being gay. Yeah. And you know, being proud for someone coming out because the suicide rate for kids yeah. being gay is so. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so extremely sad. And back then, like it just like I said, it was it was a taboo thing. And no one talked about it. Like, I remember, like, now you can actually talk about being gay, being supportive of the, you know, LGBTQ plus community. And back when I was growing up, it was never talked about. You said you were gay and you were like, oh, my God, you're gay. And it was just like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about it. We don't you don't. Oh, my God, you're in like a whole group like by yourself. It's really sad. And unfortunately, there is a lot of hate towards that. Yeah. And it was like. You, you're liked by someone who's gay, so that must mean you're gay. Yeah, like, it's like, like, oh, you've is, been tainted in yeah. their eyes, which is not true at all. Or that it's, like, offensive to be liked by someone who's yeah, gay. Yeah, like, it's, it's so stupid. Um, that's so sad. But, yeah, it was, so he, John grew up in a pretty homophobic home. He was beaten by his dad. Yeah. Um, he had all these, dis, like, mood disorders, anxiety, yeah. depression. Um, and he was 24 years old. Like mm-hmm. probably he, still finding himself, I'm sure. Probably still, yeah, putting himself into the into a world that he mm-hmm. and, didn't know outside yeah. of his home. And his dad probably made him feel like you know this thing will be this like, will ruin you. Yeah, yeah, this will. Ruin oh my you. god, yeah. So the jury deliberated for a few days, and I'm not. Um, we're not defending him. No, not defending him. Just that you know what we're we're what we talk about is people like we talk about like what they might have been going through. Yeah, at that abuse. time yeah. of them going through mm-hmm. being raised in a home of like of their past, not what they did was right. Yeah, because it's not no matter how fucked up you are it's never okay to take someone's life yeah never 
Yeah. No, we're just pointing out that, like, abuse breeds abuse. Exactly. In yeah. most cases. Mm-hmm. Or not most cases, but. I know. And that's how I felt about the Jody Arias one, too. Yeah. FYI, we were not defending Jody Arias. <laughs> no. No, not at all. I was it's listening just... to it, and I was like, man, we sound like we're really supporting her. We're not. No. She was a fucked up bitch, and she sh- had no right to take his exactly. life. He, she had no right to take yeah. Travis's life. No. No. Exactly. Yeah. And the same reason that, like, and I'll get into it, where Scott's brother, Frank even says, you know, everyone in this case is a victim. Yeah. And we'll get into that. So the jury deliberated for a few days and he was found guilty of second degree murder. Mm. Um, The prosecution stated that it should have been first degree premeditated murder. But because of the media in the case, Mm -hmm. it had a lot of emotions with it. Yeah. In the show, one of the jurors even said, like, you know, they really like John. They would even have them as, like, their own son. Like, oh, wow. A lot of people had sympathy for, for John. Okay. And we'll get into why that was. Okay. So Jonathan was sentenced to a minimum of 25 years and a maximum of 50. Um, a lot of people blamed the Jenny Jones show. Mm-hmm. So this included Scott's family, John's family. Scott's brother blamed the producers, and he actually managed to get the Jenny Jones show charged with gross negligence mm-hmm. and claims for $50 million. Yeah. Well, I could um, see why that show was probably the stem of what yeah. the upcoming events happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like his argument was if it wasn't for the show, this would never have happened. Right. right. Yeah. The next part of this is the Jenny Jones trial. Right. So Frank Amadur hired, hired a lawyer named, um, his name was Figer. Figer. Do you remember his commercials? No. No. Okay. Well, he was like a TV lawyer. Like, do you, if you think of... Um, there is, and I've seen a lot. <laughs> but I used to watch Montel, Murray, and, yeah. and Jerry. There was always commercials for lawyers. Do you know, like, Better Call Saul? Yeah. Like, do you remember his commercials in the show? Yeah. It his That's, that's like, his commercials. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Figer always took on, like, big cases. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um... And he was like a showboat guy. Mm-hmm. He was a press media, like he was press a guy, press yeah. whore. Exactly. Loved the press. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he loved publicity. Publicity. Um, in the trial, his opening. <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing the way you said publicity. <laughs> okay, Between that it. and Calgary. <laughs> Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> oh publicity. <God>. Yep. Um, <laughs> So his opening statement was two and a half hours long. Damn. He was really enjoying that spotlight. Yeah. Holy shit. He was. And then if you watch it, like you can, it was all on court TV, right? Yeah. And so the prosecutor came in and it was like, so listen, I'm not going to talk your offer two and a half hours. Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is a case of like one person doing a crime, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, see there, that was 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'm sure when they saw him come into the courtroom or they saw his name on, like, the paperwork, they're like, oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Figer argued that the producers embarrass and humiliate people for ratings, a.k.a. money. Mm-hmm. So the defense attorney, Feeney, for, sorry, yeah, Feeney, because the Jenny Jones show was on trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feeney knew that the case was going to be really tough because it was, again, an emotional case. Yeah. But ultimately... The show, he stated, did nothing unlawful. Okay. 
So the defense tried to argue that Scott and John, they did have a relationship. So they tried to argue that it wasn't the show. It was actually, like, lovers gone wrong. Oh, shit. Um, so they did have witnesses on the stand say that when Donna, Scott, and John went to that bar. Yeah. And then they went back to Donna's that John or Scott had told a few acquaintances that him and John had kissed. Oh, shit. But Donna, who was the only other person there, stated mm-hmm. that nothing like that happened. Okay. So other people are saying they witnessed something and then Donna's like, no, 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 that yeah. didn't happen. Okay. So it was either, you know, they're lying for the defense mm-hmm. or Scott might have, you know, said something to people, right? Yeah. Or Donna's lying. Like, we yeah, don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the defense tried to argue that it wasn't the show. It was something it else. Was, yeah. But Figer did a really good job at making Jenny Jones look bad to the jury. Mm-hmm. That because she was she was really cocky on the stand. Oh. And she was smiling. And Figer's like, Do you know you're smiling? And she's like, Yes, yes, I am. And he's like, Well, are you happy right now? And she's like, well, no, I'm not happy. I'm I'm a little uncomfortable. And he's like, oh, so you smile when you're uncomfortable. Oh, shit. And she's like, yes, I, I guess I do. And she's like, well, that's what uh, John did when he was on your show. He was smiling the whole time, right? Oh, shit. Just, so, like, totally turned that around. Yeah. So it was bam. a big, like, bam. Um, In your face, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So the jury did find the Jenny Jones show was guilty. Yeah. Um. But when they went to court of appeal, mm-hmm. the entire thing was reversed, oh. um, and the family never received any kind any, of settlement. Mm-hmm. Jenny Jones was never apologetic. Of course and, not. Um, She's got to protect her show. That's yeah. her moneymaker, right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. more. And if she did talk about anything, it was that she was unhappy with the media coverage of the case. Bitch, you work in the media. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, like she felt that the media was taking advantage of the situation, and which they probably were. Yeah, but. like it's it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, like you trash talk for a living. Like you literally mm-hmm. go on there purposely to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, maybe uh, partly ruin people's lives mm-hmm. because. But mind you, if like I already told Sean, like if you ever told me that our kids were not yours, and they look like my son looks more. <laughs> Um, my son looks more like him. Yeah. But my daughter, or my son looks more like me, my side. Like he looks like my brother. Mm-hmm. But my daughter looks more like his side. And I have always told him because I was really big into Murray. If you ever said that our kids were not yours, I would purposely take you to Murray to embarrass you. And I would tell all our family and friends to watch it to embarrass you. So, and I, and I feel like. When you go on those shows, you know that you're going there for something. It's not something like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a cute little makeover. Like, you know you're going there for something. Yeah. And people like that, unfortunately, what was his name? John? No, Scott. John? Yeah, Scott. Or Scott was the victim. Yeah, so Scott knew that he wanted to be on that TV show, mm-hmm. right? Because he, he really liked it. Yeah. and But he didn't deserve what happened to him, so don't get me wrong. But being on those shows, it sets it up to be like that. Because, like, people from Murray, I'm mm-hmm. sure when they do the parental thing, and people who've been on the show, like, 30 times because they still can't find their baby daddy. I, yeah. It's like... No, exactly. Bitch, like, you, you should have stopped at five. Yeah. 
right? No, I know. And I was just thinking if Sean ever did take you, you would be the baby mama up there like, look at the nose. Yeah. Look at the nose. <laughs> I so would be. I would go to the extreme. I would make t-shirts and it'd be yeah. like, you are the father. You like, would be like, when they says you are the father, you'd be twerking. Oh, yeah. Like. I would get down. I already said that I would go to the whole nine if he ever tried to deny yeah. our kids. I'm like, they are... Like, my son has so much traits of him. Mm -hmm. My daughter looks exactly like his side. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you can't deny them. Like, you cannot. Like, when yeah. my son was born, he looked exactly like him when he was born. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I would totally do it. Back then, from the shows that I remember, Jenny Jones did have a lot of shows that were, you know, revealing secrets. Mm -hmm. People being embarrassed and doing all that stuff. And it's unfortunate that yeah. she was kind of brushing it off and you know it was her money maker so i'm sure she was yeah. probably deny 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 well she started off wanting to be oprah yeah and doing like cooking and stuff like that and but it, that doesn't bring ratings no exactly like you gotta be oprah to bring in oprah money <laughs> yeah right like you like oprah i'm sure she when she first started it, t it took her a long time to get to where she is yeah exactly right and it's not it doesn't happen overnight Unless you sell your soul to the devil. But that's a whole other episode. <laughs> okay. Is there something you want to tell us? <laughs> um, okay. So I just have one little part. Oh, so, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so this is Jonathan's mitts now. So he was re released from prison after 22 years. Mm -hmm. um, so he got out three years early because of good behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so he was out in 2017 um, because of his parole is really strict, so he lives with his parents out in Michigan. Okay. He has never made a statement. Nothing, hey? No, nothing. Um, not in the 22 years. Wow. Not since release. Um, yeah, so he's very tight-lipped, like, you know. Yeah. He probably feels horrible about this. I'm not going to. That's We shouldn't assume. No, and that's the thing that um, uh, Scott's brother did say is when he was released, there was a little... Um, thing and it was him saying I hope you're sorry yeah um, you took a life that you had no right to take yeah mm -hmm. and yeah um, and then the Jenny Jones show was cancelled in 2003 mm -hmm. due to low ratings so good it was it was still on for seven years yeah and you know that's a shame <laughs> it is a shame right because someone's life was taken that was on that show mm -hmm. and it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, those are so sad. Mm -hmm. Like I, I hate to hear about that and I don't know, it's, it leaves me speechless and it just makes me sad when I hear things that people who've gone on TV like that and they're just embarrassed and their lives are changed. And, but, mm -hmm. but you, you know, that is, you know, you do make a good point that, you know, that you said that they were all hanging out at a bar and they hung out at Donna's and, mm -hmm. Right, like everything was like peaches and cream, like everything was cool, and then all of a sudden the note is what drove him. So it makes me wonder, like, was he actually harboring all those feelings? And then when he maybe have talked to a dad, his dad, mm -hmm. did that like tip it, like tip him off the, you know, like tip? <clears throat> was that the tip of the iceberg? Yeah, like what my speculation is because I I want to see the good in people. Mm -hmm. My speculation is that. He was humiliated yeah. on, on the show, which, like, he shouldn't have been, you know? Yeah. But, you know, even if it was a, a girl, 
mm-hmm. it can still be embarrassing. Like absolutely, especially if it's someone who you don't find attractive or yeah. someone who you don't see in that light. Yeah. Right. It like, it it is still embarrassing to have your your shit revealed. Mm-hmm. You know, on public, like on national TV. Yeah. Like right. It, it, if it was a male female, like if it's someone you're not attracted to, that's embarrassing because you have to, you know. You're you're friends with them. Yeah. One, you're friends with them, or you have to like reject them on TV too. On TV. Yeah. And like you know, he was like a nice guy, and he wasn't gonna you know, because some people could have came on there like swinging yeah and like jerry yeah and that's the jenny jones show is that they made it in court or they in the trial they said you wanted a reaction of john you didn't care what it was yeah if he was crying if he was happy mm-hmm. if he was angry yeah it doesn't matter but they wanted like a really big reaction yeah out of him, you right? built it to you built up the audience mm-hmm. you built up Donna and, and and Scott? Yeah. Yeah, Donna and Scott on the stand, like yeah. on your stage. You built it up and then you built up this anticipation and you build up this this story and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, no, it's Scott. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Yeah, because it's a big reveal and yeah. ratings and stuff like that. That's so sad. But yeah, what I think happened is, you know, he went there, he was embarrassed, mm-hmm. but they're all buddies. Mm-hmm. So they flew home together, you know. Scott didn't know he was gay, or didn't know he was straight. Yeah. And he found out, so it was like, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, then John probably went to his dad's house. Yeah. And probably got humiliated again. Yeah, and I'm and, sure his dad, if he grew up in a homophobic household, yeah, his dad probably was no piece of cake. No, and then he probably went home, you know, feeling that shame from mm-hmm. his dad. And found the letter, and yeah, who knows what was said in that trailer, right? Like, yeah. witnesses saw that he did go to the door, they talked, something happened, he went back to the car, got his Good gun, yeah. and Scott was holding, like, a wicker chair. Oh, wow. Like... What the defense argued, which I don't think is a very good argument because he had, like, a gun. Yeah. <laughs> but they argued that he walked in with the gun down and not pointing. Yeah. So it was, like, a non-predatory stance. Okay. And Scott had threw the chair at him, and so that's when John shot him. Okay. Like, that's... You guys are full of shit, because... (laughs) I'm sorry, a chair compared to a gun? Exactly. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, you... That's literally a gun. A chair, what is a chair gonna do? Yeah, like, the... What the defense was saying is that he had, like, the chair, and Scott was like, get the F out of here, and John shot him. Which is like Wait, you're Scott. in his home. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I don't agree with the defense. The defense. Yeah. It's you like know? you have a you have a fucking gun. Yeah. You're in my home. I'm telling you to leave. You're not leaving. Yeah. If I saw someone had, that had a gun towards me and I had a chair, I'd fucking throw a chair. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What the yeah. fuck? No. Like, why do you have a gun? Exactly. And you know what? Like, yeah, it's everyone. I think was a victim in the show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Scott obviously lost everything yes um john lost 22 years of his Mm -hmm. life he was two years older than what the sentence got him yeah so he came out being almost a 50 year old man yeah um and it you know it is good that he got the full sentence but in my personal opinion don't come at me (laughs) i'm not for um eye for eye punishment like i don't think our 
the Canadian justice system is, or the American, is mm-hmm. um, the most, uh, what is it called, restorative. Yeah. But. You believe in, um, what is it called when they are in jail and they, like, rehabilitate? Yeah, I believe in, like, a re- rehabilitative justice system. Yeah. Um, like, restorative. Like, I believe that if we tweak our jails people are going to come out members of society yeah and not um but not all of them well no there's always going to be bad people and i think there should be you know processes that keep the bad people in jail yeah such as pedophiles yeah yeah they need to fucking go to jail and deal with the men in there yes um because you people are pieces of garbage children pedophiles yes I guess yeah. that's all pedophile. That's all pe- I was going to say, <laughs> I was there's like, a different kind I of pedophile. I was like, what? sex offenders, and I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, um, there's a different kind of pedophile? What, yeah. what, what, what happened on Law & Order? Like, I don't <laughs> know about it. <laughs> Too much Law & Order. Yeah, no, like, I'm talking more, like, like drug addicts and yeah, people who, you know... Sell drugs and... Yeah, like, not even people, like, traffickers. Yeah. Like, the little guys... And drug users, like, they should go into prison, get the rehab they need, like, mm-hmm. proper, and be able to, like, go out and find jobs. Whereas the system right now is they go in there, they learn how to be better criminals. Yeah. They're tossed out to the street with no ID, no money, a bus ticket. Yeah. And then they're sent to go live with people who don't want them. Yeah. Or in like or these- they're back in the same environment that led them to get into jail. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and um, they're just at a way higher chance of committing doing, a crime again, mm-hmm. and better at it. Like, yeah, I don't think people go into jail being any better, like, <laughs> and come out better people. No, but. and you know what's crazy is that there's in is it in Sweden? Mm-hmm. They the jail the jails that they have there because I saw a documentary about it. It's crazy because even people who are murderers or serial murderers, they are placed in these huts. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like they have a full bedroom. They're you have access to a TV. They have their like in their in their little cubbies that they have. It's not even a cubby. It's like a mm-hmm. fucking cottage. They have a living room. They have a bed. They have kitchen appliances. They are given knives. They are given all this stuff for them to do that mm-hmm. because they believe in rehabilitation. Yeah. And a lot of the the criminals who do leave I think there's like a, I think they said there's like an 80% chance of them not coming back. Yeah. And you know what? It's because over there they treat people like humans. And you know what? Like there are cases and, you know, we do say like piece, like people are pieces of shit. And, yeah. Like and, Jeffrey Dahmer for a hundred percent had no remorse. Yeah. And he should have, like, if he wasn't murdered, he definitely should have stayed in jail to die. Yes, like, there are definitely, like, repeat offenders. They need to be locked, you know, locked up. Like, anywhere, there, you know, there's people who can't be rehabilitated. There's dogs that can't be rehabilitated. There's, you know, there's always going to be evil in the world. But if we're not looking at, like, the 10% evil, evil people, Mm -hmm. and we're looking at, you know, the 90%, um, like over what is it what is it called when where like you know police target races and yes. they target um 
There's like, wrongfully accused people in jail right now that should not be in there. Yeah, and, like, in California, there's, like, the three-strike rule. Yeah. Where it's, like, you get caught smoking weed three times and you're in jail for life. Yeah, like, that's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. And it's all it's all private prisons, right? Yeah. Like, until we get rid of privatized prisons yeah. and... Um, and even then, those privatized prisons are garbage. Yeah. Like, the, the inmates that are in there are, mm-hmm. like, it's bad. Yeah, and they... It's really bad. Yeah, they overpopulate because... More money. M- more prisoners equals more money, so... Yeah. That is my whole spiel. I'm very strongly... <laughs> um, <laughs> we yeah. know where you stand. Yes, I am... Mm-hmm. Uh, you believe in rehabilitation. Yes. For certain people. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. And, you know... You know, some of those serial killers and repeat offenders, maybe if they got the right help, they wouldn't. Yeah, maybe if they had, like, actual psychiatrists to come and see them and, like, Mm -hmm. do, you know, like, do, like, a a psychiatric evaluation on them Mm -hmm. and, like, done all that, maybe we could have avoided the 20 times that they were released from prison. Yeah, exactly. They could have gotten help that they needed and they would have, like, cut that shit out. Well, and the thing is, is, like, 90% of offenders... Mm-hmm. are going to get released. Yeah. You know, if a 25-year-old, like in this case, commits mm-hmm. a murder and he gets 25 years in prison, he's getting out at 50. Yeah. So why not, you know, use those 25 years to make sure that when he does come out... Yeah. And, like, he does his time. Yeah. But treat him like a human in prison. Um, no matter how much you don't like him, treat him like a human. Yeah. You know, make sure he gets his GED... Get him work experience. Give him the tools to help him Mm -hmm. succeed when he leaves. Like, you don't necessarily have to go out and give him an apartment, pay for him to, you know, you know what I mean? But if you give him the right tools to be back in society, Mm -hmm. maybe you can avoid him being a repeat offender. Yeah. So, yeah, 25 years later when he's, when he gets out of prison, he can go get a job. Mm -hmm. He can, you know, he's not fallen into the socioeconomic, you know, cycle of poverty and, you yeah. know, scarce food and stuff like and that. And it's hard for prisoners to get a job. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. It's super hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, versus him sitting in a cell for 25 years, mm-hmm. watching TV, whatever, mm. you know, not doing anything with his life. Yeah. And then 25 years comes and he gets out of prison. Yeah. And he can't get a job. So what is he going to do? Steal. Yeah. Or murder someone to steal from them. Yeah. And then he's back in prison and someone is dead. Like it's And just, then it's like, it's just the cycle continues. Yeah. It's really it's, sad. It's really awful. Yeah. Oh, well, that was, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. 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 After we just talk about. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Your face. Oh my God. That was so funny. Oh my God. Mm, it was a good one. I liked it. Now yeah. I'm excited to tell you what, well to share mine next week yes. yeah it's my turn i'm excited yes i'm excited sorry I'm, I'm 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 caught up between two right now okay so i have to narrow it down so maybe Ooh. i'll just leave one for the next day yes. or for the next time it's murder yes because then you got like a little three-week break Mm-hmm. i'm so excited 
I know. I feel like I didn't have to do research for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I was telling, because Sean was like, why do you guys, like, have, like, so many? And I was like, well, you know, like, Bailey and I want to make sure that we have constant episodes coming out. Yeah. And if we do end up missing a week and we end up, like, getting super busy or sidetracked or something, yeah. then we at least have three episodes to still fall back on. Yeah. We can have a Christmas break. Yeah. Or- we can have a Jesus week. <laughs> yeah. We won't be able to, like, do up-to-date stuff. Like, no. we can... We'll probably let you know what our week has been, but we won't be able to tell you, like, up-to-date stuff. So if, like, we hear an up-to-date murder case or something, you just might hear it a little bit later. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We'll see. If we get a bigger following, like... Yeah. I really, really, really want to see... Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all to our listeners. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We are international. Yes. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Um, but eventually, if we continue to get, you know, more shares mm-hmm. and we get more, then hopefully we can create a Patreon page and we yes. can have exclusive episodes mm-hmm. because there's so much to cover. There's lots of spooks, lots of murder that we can yes. cover. And I don't know if you guys are all shy, but our Gmail is empty. So yeah, don't if, be afraid uh, to shoot us an email. We won't take, we won't be mean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Even though I just talked about fighting a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Gmail us, Instagram us, tweet us. Yes, please Twitter do. Us, but, yeah, we've um, already had two of my cousins yeah. instant message us on Instagram, and we thank you for it. Yes. I don't know if you want me to say your name, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I got a few um, on my private Facebook. I've gotten a few. Oh, good. Yeah, people. And, like, family members. Nice. Well, thank you so much for listening. That was a a great true crime. Yeah. It was. Very interesting. I found it. Yes. Yeah, I really liked it. It was good. Yeah. No more bad jokes. No. (laughs) (laughs) No more bad jokes. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll, uh, listen to, well, we'll, you guys will hear from us next week. Yes. My Um, turn. Yes, and uh, think twice about revealing your secret crush on national television. Yeah, don't go on TV. <laughs> it's on there forever. Like we said, once you put, post it on the internet, mm-hmm. once it's on a show or anything, it's there for life. Yeah, do it in private so you can cry alone and no one yeah. will know you. <laughs> and then you won't be hated from people. Yeah, or do it at a restaurant so they give you free dessert. <laughs> Crying at the table. Yeah. And don't murder anybody either. Yeah, if you get rejected, maybe just like... Just, you know, take it on the chin. All right, well, thanks for listening. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to... Coffee Spooks and Murder. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram. At Coffee Spooks and Murder. Our Twitter. At CSM underscore podcast. And we want to hear from you too. Send us your tales and suggestions to our email at... Coffee Spooks and Murder at gmail.com. Till next time. Bye.